Voyagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And this Hello. week we are joined by Tim Parker. That's Hello. right. Tim, our favorite part of Pop Adult is here. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the other part of Pop Adult, Keenan. I was just describing uh, to my wife why you guys seem to like me so much. And I think it's mainly because I just make fun of Keenan our entire oh. episodes. It's because <laughs> yeah. we actually know Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> we could appreciate every single thing. Although the more I think uh, about it, the person that does how many episodes are you up to in Pop Battle? Three twenty something. I'm starting to think there is something wrong with you. The, the fact <laughs> that you've been three hundred and twenty episodes with Keenan uh, is, there, is yeah. slightly concerning. I'm just a glutton for punishment over here. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> or he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, isn't it? You yeah. There's something psychological that's that you're like the two riders in in what's it what's that movie pacific rim you're linked somehow yeah. <laughs> and it's not a good oh, thing that's a good it's point. not I like a good thing like pacific that, rim <laughs> i didn't even think about that. that's a great one uh so of course tim is the uh host of pop adult one of our favorite uh podcasts that we talk about frequently on the show and we've finally been able to get him on and we thought what better way uh, to have him on than talk about a good Star Wars movie? Because when we had Keenan on the show, we talked about po possibly the worst Star Wars movie, though. The more I think about Rise of Skywalker, I'm, I'm reconsidering whether or not. Uh, no way. It's not even close. Uh, but this week we're talking about Rogue One. But before we start <sighs> that, uh, it is time, as always, to share what we're drinking this episode. Jim, what do you have? I have Knob Creek. Uh, okay. standard knob. Well, it's a uh, 120 proof Knob Creek, whatever that is. But it, I've had it with some water, so it's Excellent. delicious. Fantastic, uh, Tim. Uh, I'm going basic white girl, and I have a lovely, uh, mighty swell, uh, watermelon mint spiked seltzer. Whoa. Oh, that sounds good. That's a fancy one. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's refreshing. Like, that's like when you graduate from the claw. Right. When, you, when like you're out of your 20s getting drunk at frat parties. Yeah, it's your, you're one step above that. Uh, I am supporting local business drinking Shoveltown Twine Cutter. Oh, that's a good beer. I like that one. Yeah, great beer. Uh, okay. So like I said, uh, we're continuing our uh, run of episodes where we're picking something from Disney+. Plus. Um, which, by the way, just dropped Frozen 2 this morning, which is a huge hit. Yeah, we watched right. it already. It was already watched. It was family already watched family movie time tonight before bed was Frozen 2. Yeah, Frozen 2, which is awesome, by the way. If you've never seen it, make sure you watch it. Now it's on there. Um, but Jim's selection for Disney Plus episodes was Rogue One. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to fact check last week. Uh, so last week's episode, remember, we were talking about the rising coronavirus and how much time can change. We thought it was mildly humorous that Katie was implying rubbing alcohol over her entire body <laughs> during last week's episode. Um, unfortunately, that did not work as her trip was canceled, which is very sad and we're yeah. very upset by that. Uh, but before I knew it was canceled, I wanted to do some research to see whether or not rubbing alcohol would actually kill the coronavirus. Mm. Um, and uh, shockingly, much like everything else about the coronavirus, <laughs> there's no official uh, information of whether or not it could do it. But I was intrigued to find out that rubbing alcohol uh, does prevent a lot of different 
Oh, yeah. No, no. Rubbing alcohol, if you get like the 99% version, is going to kill pretty much everything. (laughs) Yes. Including uh, such things as herpes, Mm. HIV, uh, influenza, hepatitis B and C. Uh, But just be aware uh, if you're in a situation where you might contract hepatitis A or polio, that rubbing alcohol is going to not help you at all. This is the dynamite content that uh, Brian (laughs) gathers for us on a weekly basis. Yeah, I would add that is probably a the CNN would have run with that for about an hour. They might Mm. they might pick up that that could be like a whole hour on CNN. Coming yeah, up. Uh, I mean, it, I think this is timely. The 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 Disney Plus thing. Keenan and Tim have been discussing the lack of interest that they have currently have in Disney Plus, and I kind of get it. Even uh, there's a lot of old stuff if you want to go through that, but there is nothing new besides like, Frozen Two. Yeah, like the the yes. only thing I'm currently watching on there is I'm here or there watching an episode or two of the old X-Men cartoon. Mm. But other than that, like nothing's really intriguing me. And now with this coronavirus running rampant, like so much shit just got canceled. Yeah. For instance, like all of the original content Disney Plus shows. They are not canceled. I'm sorry. Just delayed. Yeah. They're all going to be delayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, no, it's true. I think if you're someone who has kids, you're going to be loving having Disney Plus right now. Hmm. I don't know if you're an adult, unless you're like Keenan Laird and just well, want to watch the it same. It depends on what they want to watch over and over and over again. There are some real shitty Disney original content shows, like the ones oh, that my girls like, called Jenny Jesse, or something that is just god awful. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'll deal with it. Although Eva did start uh, basically binging Gummy Bears whenever she gets a chance, oh, which is awesome. Great choice. The original Gummy Bears cartoon. Such a good choice. Claire has been asking to watch The Rocketeer again. So she is a fan of The Rocketeer. We're going to have to watch it again, I think. By the way, did, I need to tell you that what's, I think what's her name is Claire's like celebrity double from Rogue <laughs> One. Felicity oh, Jones. Uh, Felicity Jones. Yeah, there's something about Claire's face that looks just like Felicity Jones to me. Oh, there we go. I, is it is it the teeth? Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's definitely like her her entire. Yeah. Yeah, Claire. Claire is a little Felicity Jones, and she she's as badass. <laughs> yes, she's gonna bring down the empire. Um, <laughs> all right, so Katie is not here this week, um, but why don't we run the rundown music, and I will attempt to give a rundown of what. Uh, oh really? Or Jim, or Jim do you want to do what? No, uh, no, you you can give her, you give the rundown. You can do it. It was your movie. All right, all right I'll give the before rundown. we do it. Can I just make one comment about Black Klansman? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So uh, you guys off the bat were talking about like the tonality change on that episode yeah. and how it didn't seem to fit. And uh, one important thing is that that end sequence where he puts in all of the Charlottesville shots. Yeah. That yeah. that wasn't planned. That was not part of the like his his main vision. yeah vision. Like uh-huh. by the end, I think of filming and production is when Charlottesville happened, and he kind of jammed it in there at the end. So I think yeah. that like added to the like crazy tonality change. Oh well, yeah, that would it definitely make sense. did. Yeah, yeah. There, what, I, I'm sorry, I just it, want well, to throw that out there. It's funny. No, oh, I, I did think that that um, there are definitely other quote unquote trump related digs throughout that movie um yes that uh, i think didn't 
didn't completely surprise me to see that stuff at the end. Hmm. At least no, I, I, I thought yeah. it. Okay. I thought it uh, yeah, but no, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, sir. it definitely does. <laughs> All right. Uh, so who's Jim? Are you doing it? Rundown. Here we go. Sure. The rundown on Rogue One is that uh, the first, this is the first non Skywalker trilogy related movie for the franchise, besides the Ewok things that happened and we'll, we'll never talk about. Um, and basically, the whole premise is to, to correct a 30 year old plot hole. Ta da! There you go. <laughs> um, and run down dark. No, uh, basically this this is the lead into the original Star Wars trilogy, uh, where uh, the resistance or the the rebels are trying to uh, steal the plans for the Death Star, and how that all came to be, and how at the beginning of A New Hope, how does Princess Leia end up with the plans for the Death Star and reaching out to Obi Wan Kenobi and all that? What kicked off? our original star wars trilogy so all right that's what this hey. movie is um just like a katie rundown uh no character names yeah and uh to the point i love it all yeah. right we, we can uh you can do, you can give some more details brian it starts with uh no 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 yeah. i don't want any more yeah. details yeah. i think that was a perfect rundown that was right in line with what we do with our rundowns um <laughs> jim you picked the movie i did why um, mainly because I was, when, when we started picking this, I think I was in the Ken, uh, the Tim and Keenan zone with, uh, Disney plus, And I was looking at what's out there and I am so, I, if I don't watch another superhero movie for like two years, I think I will be okay. Like a Marvel universe movie. Uh, well, at this rate with coronavirus, you might not. And I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm really fine with it. Um, so looking at the movies that we could do, um, Katie was picking comedy. She's doing Sister Act. I knew Brian had the Rocketeer, which is a little lighter. And I thought it was going to be pretty hard to find something a little more serious. And uh, this was probably the closest thing. Plus, it's Star Wars. And I had recently made the claim that I think when all is said and done and we look back from you know well in the future back at these movies that this will go down as one of the best if not um one of the top three or four star wars movies that they they've made um yeah. and, and i think the only reason it's not the best is because the original is so influential to film mm. um and what what it was able to accomplish with special effects and things like that but as far as a story being told this movie is i think the best star wars film all right so let's get to that right off the bat if this is the first star wars movie that was ever made mm. would it be <laughs> if it was if it was mm -hmm. would it be the best star wars movie ever made well no because it's riding on the shoulders of the original trilogy and and the fact that it grew up with the, I think, and this is something I really wanted to talk about tonight. I think this does something that this, that the more recent Star Wars films have failed to do. Um, and, and well, they failed to do a lot, let's be honest, but 
the one of the bigger things for me is that it they failed to grow up with their audience. Mm. And I think this one did in 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 all the right ways. It looks like Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars. It has a more serious tone, a more adult tone. Um and yeah, so I don't think necessarily this would have succeeded as like the first Star Wars movie. The first one. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, uh I've been hearing this take a lot recently that this is debatably the best Star Wars film made. And I don't agree, but I'm warming up to it, especially after this rewatch. Um, I think the coming out of the movie theater initially, I thought the first like 40 minutes or so was slower. It was tough to kind of get it going. And then once you get to that secret base that, uh, Jin's dad is on uh, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. I forget his name. Galen, I think. Galen Urso. Yep. Yeah. Once you get there, um, I'm like, okay, th- this is this is picking up. I'm excited. There's action, and then you get the end battle sequence that is just incredible. Yeah. Um, but this rewatch, like, I'm so much more connected with Jin's journey, and that, that kind of speaks to what you're saying, Jim. That like it is way more adult than. Mm-hmm any of the other films we've had so far. So I, I I'm, I'm getting closer to calling this maybe the best star Wars movie. <laughs> I don't, it, it's the only one at this point. Uh, my kids haven't seen solo yet and we mm. want to watch that, but I'm don't know if I'm comfortable showing my kids this movie. No, it's not a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. Which is, but, but which is as a point is really, <clears throat> Very interesting. I would have loved the thought process or the discussion when they were making this movie in terms of what allowed them to produce this movie. Well, because a lot of this, I just want to quickly say, ties into a a bunch of my problems I have with the most recent one, Rise of Skywalker. Like, I feel like everything that was done for that movie is almost the opposite of Rogue One. And what Rogue One did was significantly better than what yeah. Rise of Skywalker did. And I'm not under, I guess I'm not understanding why Rogue One was allowed to kind of go play in that field and do that. And it doesn't seem JJ was able to do that with Rise of Skywalker. Brian, yeah. you, made a, you made a great point on your uh, Last Jedi episode of saying how you, you could, you guys, I think overall, and you especially, Brian, didn't understand why JJ's not going to direct all episodes seven, eight, and nine. And to bring in a guy like Ryan Johnson in the middle just was totally ill-conceived from the get-go. And he would have been perfectly made to do one of these in-betweener movies, like a solo or a Rogue One story. Not saying that Gareth Edwards didn't do a great job with this movie. I'm just saying, like, he would have been perfect for like a one-off movie. And yeah, it's it's just disappointing that the seven, eight, and nine turned out the way they did. Yeah, and 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 rewatching this, it really puts that in focus for me. Mm. When I was the, the the things that I kept coming back to when watching Rogue One is like, this movie doesn't need to stand on ceremony. And while it does reference the other original Star Wars trilogy with characters and, and little little nods of the cap, they are not trying to create a kids movie. They are not trying to. Um, you know, appease the entire Star Wars fandom. They're not trying to do so many of the stupid things that I think JJ and Ryan were forced to do. Yeah. Um, I, well, can I just well, say that? Maybe I don't that's, know why. 
maybe because it's the Skywalker. It's money. It's, it's money it, is it, the reason but why. Is it, well, <laughs> agreed. But I mean, Star Wars makes a lot of money. Is the sole reason because when you're not in the Skywalker world, you are able to play a little bit more? Because even I'm Solo sure. was a little bit different. I feel like even with Solo, they got the option to make some choices that were slightly different but it's weird to me because i think creatively the quality i mean i think you could argue even solo upon watching it a couple more times now that's a film that's growing um in stature with more views rogue one's growing in stature with more views and i think when i watch force awakens again my viewpoint of that one starts to decrease a little bit yeah uh i i do love what ryan johnson did with last jedi i think last jedi is the best of those three and Mm -hmm. i and i'm not sure i have any interest whatsoever honestly in watching rise of skywalker again yet rogue one you having just watched it if somebody said hey let's you know watch rogue one next week i'd be like i'll do that yep Agreed. Yeah. And like I, I brought this up on our podcast not too long ago of how the more I think about Rise of Skywalker, the more I'm like confused by it. Me too. Just I walked out of the theater so happy. I know we ate dinner and we were like sort of glowing about it. Yep. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, man, that movie kind of sucks. Yeah, that, it's just it's just it. Uh, I The best it, example of this is uh, my wife's mom texted me. uh a couple days ago to say, Hey, Tim, finally saw the new Star Wars movie. We really liked it. Blah, blah, blah. One question, though, who are Ray's parents? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Nobody <laughs> I just, knows. Yeah. I just couldn't, yeah. I couldn't answer it. And she was baffled. She was like beside herself that I couldn't give her an answer. But I was like, But that's my overall thought yeah. of that movie now. And it's really disappointing. Yeah. It's like, you know, that she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, but you still don't really know who those people were. Like, right. well, did he have a, like, yeah, it doesn't make uh, any yeah, sense. Where did the kid come from? But, and but there, that there's gets so much, this, but that gets to the idea that I have an issue with. And if Keenan was here, I feel like he could answer questions for us on totally. this because he reads the comics. He knows the extended universe and all part of my matter. problem Yeah, but that's but to some the problem is to too many hardcore Star Wars people. It does. I love Star Wars. Grew up watching the movies, but I'm a Star Wars movie person. Yeah. And to me, like it has to be what's in that two and a half hours that I'm going to judge it Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. For example, like Saul Saul Guerrero or I don't know. I'm even saying it right. So Vladimir Guerrero rolling his eyes at us. I believe believe he's a character in Clone Wars or something like that. Mm -hmm. No, uh, he might be in the new the newer seasons, but he's in something right. Like that character was something they pulled out of Star Wars canon or Rebels, whatever it is. But the the piece about it that was so well done in this movie is if I had watched that stuff, great. It probably been awesome to see that character, but I didn't have to watch any of it. And Gareth Edwards and the writers yeah. and everybody did such a good job of establishing who that character was that I didn't need to do that. Yeah. And I feel like in the I don't even know what the new the new trilogy there's all this stuff that's sprinkled in that's supposed to be homages to things from cartoons and stuff. And they're so focused on that, but I don't pick it up. It means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be a selling point of the movie. And it mm. was almost like they weren't movies in some respects. So much of it was marketing. I feel like they allowed this to be a movie. Yeah. For me, it, it all goes really interesting. It all goes back to return of the Jedi and 
I think the fallacy of Star Wars is that it's a kid's movie. Because if you watch New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and don't know anything else, I can't look at either one of those films and say they're kids' movies. Like, if you honestly think about it, right? Like, yes, we were kids in the 80s watching it, but let's talk about the other shit we watched in the 80s that we probably well, have. We do, we do about once a month on this I mean, show. Yeah, like, let's talk about Empire Strikes Back. Is that any more or less awful than commando well, or like bad I, I, I mean there's I, I there's a guy commando. get a pipe thrown through him in commando but like yeah there's <laughs> guys blow up with hand grenades and, well luke gets his arm chopped off true but i think it's almost so cartoon but you're right it's, i think it's that fair. part is certainly not cartoonish uh, han getting put in carbonite that yeah, that really listen, freaks me yeah. out as a kid yeah that's true. gets that's dismembered um, yeah there's a lot of sh so like and then Return of the Jedi comes and they realize that they can make millions they of dollars on toys. toys. Yeah. And they do. Um, they change the the final scene from being Wookiees to being teddy bears. And <laughs> the course of Star Wars is forever changed because money. Um so like and I think you're right, if it's the Skywalker trilogy, there are there seem to be these tent pole or like milestone references and or things that you need to have in order to make that film. And I think it's a huge mistake. I think it's, it's part of the reason that people start to feel more burned out on star Wars. They, again, they didn't get older. They didn't grow up with the audience. I don't. And I think the mistake of, of that is that if you consider the early ones, kids movies, they're still there. Kids can watch those. Like, I I don't think you need to keep telling the same story over and over again. And that's what they've done. Um, well, yeah. And I, I think that's what Brian and I like about The Last Jedi and this movie, Rogue One, is that yep. because they got the leeway to give us something new. And it totally works. Mm -hmm. And, like, to what you're saying, Jim, like... Uh, I wrote down a note about like the little nostalgia pieces in this movie are so subtle and yep. they don't really linger, right. you know, between red five getting blown up yep. and the, the two dudes from the most, yes, I noticed bar. them tonight. Yeah. Yeah, like they just come and go so quick and it's not the crux of this whole movie, you yeah. know, we're at not all. Yeah. at all. It's at all. Beautiful. Jimmy Smith's isn't it just uh, enough. And the throwaway line of Antilles, like, Oh, uh, get, we got to get on the ship. Like, perfect yep. i would i would say the only there's only two nostalgic issues i have in this movie and they come to the technology which oh, is yeah. the, the de-aging hmm. which um this was one of the first movies to do the de-age I'm, I'm i shouldn't say i'm sure the marvel movies had had been trying to do it a little bit i want to say ant-man with michael douglas was that before this I, I was trying to think in my mind which one was before and and i always have issues with the de-aging stuff which is probably why i still have well so who did they de-age in this because i don't think uh, well the, they didn't de-age anybody i don't think well they well, carrie fisher carrie no fisher. they they no that's not de-aging that's oh, full-on cg okay whatever True. True, true. Okay, so uh, agreed. So maybe I should rephrase that. I had some slight issues with with that. Parkin looks do, terrible. Yes, but I have to say, actually, it was slightly better than I remembered it upon my last viewing. And maybe that's Same. because I watched it. Um, you know, I saw it in the theater and then I've seen it on Blu-ray and stuff. But I, I got my I was I got to watch this one in 4K. 
And I, maybe that's why it looks slightly better. I don't know. I thought it was slightly better than I remembered it. But that's that, funny because I thought it was slightly worse oh, with you see, Tarkin, not with Leia. I think Leia no, was okay. Maybe I should say Tarkin. I thought was still weird. Leia was much better <laughs> yeah. than I. But that was a little weird. So that's where I thought it got stretched a little bit. That I maybe would have been okay if they had just cast someone to play him. You know, and they could have gone with her because she's in it so little it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the nostalgic hits were all right in my yeah. And let's we didn't miss any of them. And let's talk about Tim. Sort of already alluded to this. I care so much about so many characters in this movie compared to Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Well, who do you care about in the whole? I I gotta say this honestly. next trilogy compare that to the modern trilogy that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about so like um (laughs) i don't care and and i don't think anybody cares in the in rise of skywalker about anybody to be honest with you you care about finding out what's going to happen and what the answers to certain questions are but i don't care about ray like i cared about Jin or what's his name um the Kylo. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess this, I, this is, I sort of care about disag- Kylo. Yeah. This is where I just disagree. I, I think now that I've seen the trilogy of the new movies mm-hmm. going back and watching this one is why I was so connected to these characters because the characters in the new trilogy ended up being very shallow mm-hmm. except for Ray and, uh, Kylo Ren. I still thought they did a great job with them. I I really did like their stories. But the rest of them, Poe, Finn, they fucking, you know, practically wrote wrote out Rose. Um, I just didn't care. No, I I absolutely agree. I think Ray is an interesting character who I think deserved better. Yeah. To be honest with you, Kylo Ren was great. And I, I do think he'll be one of the takeaways that like was very interesting. I, I feel like it was rushed in the end, that whole character arc. But the Kylo Ren intro in Force Awakens was great. The the Ryan Johnson Kylo Ren mm. was tremendous. And, and I thought he was still good in that. But each, I would have killed. And maybe this is why Cassian Endor is getting a Disney Plus spinoff. Like that character, um, you know, Felicity Jones's character. I forget the the guy, the blind guy who thought he was a Jedi. His his friend. <laughs> Those characters give me them in a trilogy all day. Yeah. Each one of them in, I mean, probably 20 minutes of screen time is more interesting. And I don't blame Oscar Isaac because he's an amazing actor. But yeah. Do we really care about Poe Dameron? No, like, not by the end of it. No, I was in, I was interested in his uh, like reckoning and how reckless he was yeah. in Last Jedi, and then in the but then they nine, dropped it again it exactly. Was like, and I think I kept like when I was watching this movie, I was like, man, Ryan Johnson. I don't know if this is purposeful or not, but the feeling between Rogue One and what they did in that movie and what he did in last those felt like two movies that were connected yeah you know what's funny is like i talked about that and i think tim you might have talked about it too when you guys did your rise of skywalker one there feels like there's no connection between uh last jedi and rise of skywalker i felt a huge thematic connection between rogue one and what ryan johnson did in the last jedi and i Mm -hmm. loved that it was willing to defy expectations yeah, I agree. And I think I have come around on Last Jedi for the most part. There are still 
oh there's still issues there's Absolutely. still issues none of them for me are related to the themes and the the storytelling there's like there's to me it's still that humor thing that i have a huge effing problem with it wasn't great again I mean, imagine fair. in this if you like rogue one like undercutting the empire like yeah i mean the the last jedi starts out with poe making idiots of the first order Katie, Katie brought up a good point about that, though, because she said it was supposed to be a distraction. But I hear this argument from a lot of people that the, the comedy was out of place. And I, I'm willing to listen to that argument. I'm not totally. I understand the distraction piece, but the fact that like it works and that Hux doesn't understand it and he becomes like a buffoon and he has to sort of like remain a buffoon into Rise of Skywalker to some extent. It no, just I, I, makes me perfect example that um the what was it what's the planet in the in this with the jedi temple that they're being mined for uh jedda jedda it the the holy city gets destroyed in jedda right yeah and mm -hmm. by the death star it's the first target the death star ever shoots at there is more resonance in that one city getting destroyed than uh let's talk about it first Force Awakens, Jedi, uh, they destroy the entire Coruscant. Uh, cor and yeah, and like, it's like eight nothing. planets. Eight planets. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah. And then what? What? Oh, and then there's this the planet where um, the Carrie is on. Russell lives. Yep. Who cares? Who cares? Like they they had such a hard time showing the stakes in the newest trilogy that this movie just fucking does it with ease. Yeah. Um, and I wonder what it is. Like, what were the, and again, it, it it's, I think, I think it helps the performances and just the actors yeah. overall. Like uh, maybe, maybe I take that back immediately. Cause we're talking about Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I know. I, th I think it was the material because I yeah. agree. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what allows these performances to seem I don't I don't want to say like real performances because I don't want to take shots at Oscar Isaac and Daisy because I think they probably did well with what they had. Well and going back to Black Klansman, I mean give me Adam Driver all day yes, and, and everything. But he was I just I don't know like there was there was just a different to me and I can't I still can't put my finger on it completely. There's a different feel to this movie mm -hmm. and The Last Jedi versus maybe all the other mm. Star Wars movies that have been made. And and one of it is visual. Uh, and I, I went on at length about Last Jedi by the cinematography and mm -hmm. composition of it. This movie is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so gorgeous is stunning in what they did and how they shot it and how they and how they showed the Star Wars universe. It is a thousand times better than anything in the prequels and i think oh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's and i think it's you know other than what ryan johnson pulled off in last jedi you're not gonna find yeah. a star wars movie that looks better than this movie i agree yeah. and i think gareth edwards is the best director of star wars action by far that last and he got yanked from this, which I don't know enough about this. Yeah, but he was yanked for reshoots, and I, 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 
am really I, interested what led to that. And I, I did. I also saw some controversy around reshoots and I, I didn't hear anything about it at the time. And then that kind of came as a surprise, but I, I couldn't tell where it would have happened because like, just like you're saying, I mean, so certain just cinematography, certain shots of the, this universe we have not seen before specifically Never. like the lighting like there were oh, certain shots no. where like a star destroyer is coming out of darkness into sunlight and it's just incredible it's yeah. so beautiful and then the death star comes oh. into light and it's beautiful and like the death star blowing up jetta and then you get the shot from krennic's pers- perspective watching this blow up like into space it's Oh my God! It's so incredible, yeah. so good. It, I, I don't. But I was never unlike oh, so unlike the Force Awakens, some extent, Last Jedi, and and definitely Rise of Skywalker. I was never confused in the battle sequences. No, what was going on? Mm. Yeah, I and I can't say agree. that about any of the other new Star Wars movies. No, absolutely. The, that everything about how that was laid out was per by the way i also have to add i think that this film gives us some of the most interesting star wars planets we've ever gone to when they get the final third of this movie when they're on that scarif literally shot set of lost it may yeah you know what it made me feel like and this this for film lovers is an ultimate compliment for people who are like film nerds, criterion collection, people like me, it literally had the vibe of um, Terrence Malick's thin red line. If you've oh, ever yeah, seen yeah, thin red yeah. line and how he films the um, Guadalcanal battle sequences with the beach and it, the, the vision to take it to somewhere we've never seen type of planet we've never seen with that awesome, like planet force. Fe- I mean, there's so much stuff going on in this film and it always feels like a oh it's awesome it always feels like a dirty dozen like world war ii give me more of it this could have been a trilogy and you could have stolen my i would have paid whatever it took to roll this into like keeping some of these people alive and keep it going no but that's the other thing but they uh, were not scared unlike rise of skywalker to kill people outright well, well appara- you know, apparently Kathleen Kennedy wanted them to live and Gareth Edwards, or, is that his name? He, that's he, probably why he got fired. He probably said, fuck no. And well, he, he pled with her and I guess she caved and let him do his thing. I, yeah, but maybe overall, maybe she didn't like the end product and said, you're fired. I don't know. But that definitely was a point of contention. Um, but also and, to what you're saying about like that end battle sequence, like spatially it works there's certain long shots to establish where like rebels are and bad guys are and oh and by the way uh i did read that he actually designed that fight and like the way that the uh troops moved based on world war ii and vietnam footage yeah i bet it was amazing so you say thin red line i mean that was was that World War Two? Yeah, yeah. That was that was in Japan, right? That was right in the Guadalcanal on the way to right. Japan. Yeah. So, so right there, that it was. adds up. Yeah, I, the, his use, and I think that's what I loved about Ryan Johnson. You hit on it perfectly, Tim. Both of them were willing to use long establishing shots, mm-hmm. which is not something that you see a ton in Star Wars films, like these kind of epic, wide views of what that world is even going back to jetta when you're first introduced to jetta and there's that long shot of that like fallen 
Sith statue or Jedi statue oh, or something yeah. in the desert. That's a great shot. It's gorgeous. Yeah. How about even they- even like the way the movie opens when that ship is like cutting yes. through the rings of the planet or whatever. One of the best ones ever. So How about good. the how about the Star Destroyer over Jetta? Yeah, that was right. really cool. That might be one when it's- of the most, like, the scariest. Like, that's what I, this film does two things to me that I I, I give it a, immense credit for. One, to me, it really hammers home just what the Empire really was. This mm. fascist, destructive, you know what I mean? It, yep. it doesn't soft pedal it at all. It gives you a real view of like what occupation would be, what the destruction would be, all of that. And it also shows what Ryan Johnson was trying to hit on with what the rebellion is. Mm-hmm. When Cassie and Andor has that things like we have all done horrible things in the name of this, like Ryan Johnson was hitting on that as well. And he got kind of slammed for that. You know, the idea of introducing the idea that, you know, the rebels could be, you know, part of this complex or part of the problem as well. And that's why, again, I I love the link between those two movies. But for some reason, like, but for some reason, it worked better in this one. Like Jim called it warmongering in Last Jedi. Because I think I think think that's spot on. Yeah, it didn't fit with what that what you know, I feel like Ryan Johnson was really trying to punch holes in what was expected of a Skywalker Star Wars movie. But but all he needed to do was leave that part out and Maybe. stick and stick with the two the two tent pole ideas that he had that I thought were brilliant were heroes are bullshit. Yeah. And the Jedi are bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. if he just stuck with those two things he maybe tried to get too much in. You're he right. could have just let Ray become something new, right? And and there was a lot of talk of like maybe Ray is going to be this new quote unquote gray Jedi that they were going to call Which Skywalkers awesome or something, right? It. And like the, I I I think that part of what Ryan Johnson did was brilliant because he was able to clearly show through Luke basically explaining it that. The Jedi are bullshit. Their legacy is in failure. They've done nothing. Um, you know, they they they're basically their hubris was brought them down. They 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 were killed because at their height they let uh, someone infiltrate them and destroy them. Right, destroy them. Yeah. Right, and the whole thing. And going back to Kylo Ren, like how great he is in that movie. The line, like, let the past die or let the past mm. go. Kill it if you have to. You yeah, know, at, that should have been the calling card for this that trilogy and they refused to let it be right yep and they did they have they they did um well granted they they, no they (laughs) they tried they like pretended they killed the three main characters in like yeah of course you're gonna kill them in those ways like it didn't it didn't resonate so like again like they're, they're just like again i think they're just trying to capture this like giant audience and and we've talked about it before and we talk i forget which uh we talked about this with one of the other movies like with art whether it's music movies whatever it may be tv whatever you're trying to do the moment you think about trying to capture an audience versus oh yeah it's what we were talking about timelessness of films yeah with silence of the lambs right it, it silence of the lambs is a timeless film you can watch it now and it's this and I think you'll be able to watch it 50 years from now and sort of get it. 
But if Jonathan Demme was thinking about trying to make a timeless film, no, he would have completely failed. Like they don't, they, they, people that are artists that are successful in that way don't think about that because the moment you think about that is the moment you lose any credibility in trying to do what you're trying to do. And the, even in unexamined, like audience member, even someone who doesn't watch films like we do can feel that. Yeah, it comes across as disingenuous or just yeah. unauthentic. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're fraudulent. not being true to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, back, back to this film, though. Like, I, I know I said that I really uh, connected with Jin's story. Same goes for Diego Luna, yeah. uh, Cassian, oh, so where, so where like the whole time he's going to s- supposedly assassinate Galen. And that's like uh, what happens with Ray. Like, she's conflicted a lot of the uh, new trilogy. And so is this character, Cassian. He's kind of conflicted. Like, yeah. you want to root for him because he's part of the Rebel Alliance, but he's going to kill Jin's dad. And then he finally, like, makes the right choice in the end. But he, he has his flaws. Like, at the very end, to, like, join up with Jin. He says, hey, we've all done some really shitty things for this rebellion. <laughs> and I, I appreciated thought, that. Yeah, yeah, I thought I that was one of the best scenes in a star wars movie that scene mm-hmm. like that was something true and felt real and i have to be honest when i heard originally when disney plus was putting um shows together his character getting a prequel series made not a lot of sense to me and it's like after this rewatch i'm like this could be really interesting depending on what they do with it because the character just it the all the characters i think this time um again maybe now that the new skywalker or whatever trilogy is done and we can look back at it like all these characters interest me significantly more than when i was a little kid and maybe that's what part of it is like i I was hitting on that as we get older like the characters you were intrigued in as kids or drawn to it I'm falling less down to like, I was like, Oh, the Jedi is so amazing. I love that. Like the star Wars world. That's interesting. Me now is the non Jedi piece of it. And that world I think is really interesting to play in. And this movie shows that can you do something original now where you don't have Luke Skywalker? And I would always thought no, but now I'm like, yes. In fact, do something that has no Skywalker has not go in that direction. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting. To and Jin Jin became the hero of this film around that scene. We're talking about where she's the one with the biggest voice in that room of rebel, you know, generals and stuff. And, you know, Cassian ends up being so inspired by her and she's not a goddamn Jedi. She's just passionate about something for once in her life, you yeah. know? And, and that was, powerful i think that's part of why i connected with her story so much more is that that the jedi almost become these godlike beings that they're they're just untouchable you know yeah and the problem the problem with star wars is that there are these timelines that stop making prequels and stop making shit that happened in between movies (laughs) because the moment you do that you have to be in support of what happened in those films so like if you make a prequel or this Cassian movie or show you, it has to be in support of what happens in rogue one or no one's going to care. And that's a problem, right? Like, so the moment you make like even the Mandalorian at some point, it needs to tie 
to the main Skywalker trilogy. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't quite matter. And not, not because I don't think it matters, but because the story they're telling is that the Skywalker trilogy is the most, or, you know, nine movies is the most important storyline of that universe. See, that's funny you say that though, because I felt like uh, this movie felt like a bigger budgeted, gritty Mandalorian. I felt like it was more down to earth. Like I think Mandalorian can be. I like that, that aspect of it, but this movie obviously is in total support and even fixing some of the issues of the original trilogy. True. So like, but, I, but to Brian's point, I would say, Brian, are you more interested in not having Jedis or are you just more interested in having stories that, that aren't that's tied no, to plot that, lines that, and other things? Agreed. I am very interested in there being lots of Jedis. What I'm not interested in any longer is there being like one Jedi and regular people around. It's the same issue. You're I ultimately- talking about Sith now, Brian. This can be well, yes. Too. <laughs> oh, the, 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 is dying here. I'm going to take a shot at the MCU here for a second. So really <laughs> buckle up. Um, it's my issue with like that, which is you need multiple people of similar powers. Like I can't have storylines where it's one Jedi versus one Sith and there's regular people and it's all kind of cutting around, but it's all still to this. Give me a lot of Jedi or no Jedi. What I don't want anymore is the same story told to me again. And, and I, cause I just don't need it. And I actually think this movie shows that there's a lot of interesting things in this world. And it, it ties to my belief that I want something completely disconnected from this time period. Well, and that seems to be what they're talking about with the new movie trilogy and stuff. And they're starting this whole book line and stuff. That's going to be a different time period. I hope that's the case. Cause I, this is turning, you know what star Wars started to turn into for me, James Bond. It's like, yeah. we're going to hire a director. You get to be the director, but the director gets handed a list. These 15 things must be in your movie. But again, that, they're going uh, back in time. Like, why? why go why? back in time? Like, I know that there are people out there that are like, yes, there was a great video game that took place during the highest, the high empire. No, that that's, that's Keenan. That's Keenan for sure. And I agree. Those games are great, but like right now, I'm more interested in learning what happens after rise of Skywalker. See, I, I only from being a history teacher slightly disagree, but this is where I slightly disagree. It has to be so long ago that there can be no crutch Oh, we're that definitely allowed- going to hear about Darth Plagueis I, and like I how know. he was undying. And but that, but, that but that's the be, thing. Like he is going to be the villain in this thing. I yeah, can feel and that it. bothers me. If you were to say like the equivalent of we're going to go back to ancient, the equivalent of ancient Rome versus where we are in modern time, and it's like there's so much has happened in between that there's no direct connection to that yeah. event to what happens now. Then I'm okay with that. I. Well, what- I but if it's going to be, this is another way for us to somehow drop in things that you've heard in other movies, not as interested. Well, for instance, on your uh, Last Jedi episode, I think it was Jim that brought up how there's a lot of things in the Star Wars universe that just don't get explained at all. Like, how did the First Order come to rise? Yeah. Um, one of the things in this movie, for example, that 
you just kind of accept is uh, Jetta and the Kyber crystals. And I guess some point in time, there was like, I don't know, Jedi masters like guarding a temple there that had all the Kyber crystals or something. I don't know. That kind of interested me. Yes, I agree. That, and, those, I was kind so, of and those things are explored in things like Clone Wars and stuff like that. Okay. I can't watch all that stuff. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> me either. But what are you talking about then? Like, uh, do, do you want a series to just be about kyber crystals? Because you're not going to watch that. No, 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 no. no. I, I just want, <laughs> I don't know. I just want, I would love for original filmmakers to be able to make films within this universe. And I'm not saying they have to ignore everything. Like, for example, the end of this movie, you get an awesome space battle where by and large, you know, none of the characters You have no real connection to any of them. And I love it because I love it's the, the ships we know battling and stuff like that. And I almost was freed from having it to be a character that I knew. So anybody could die. Anything could happen. And I'm just watching it for that. And to me, that was genuinely interesting. Yeah, we're kind of talking back to my point about like just enough nostalgia, not to be banging you over the head with it, but just new enough. It's like this weird tightrope you have to balance. And we still haven't talked about the one thing that everyone walked out of the theater like absolutely loving. Which yeah, is and, oh Darth Vader. This is the only time you really get to see Vader be Vader. Be yeah, be the force wielder that we know he is. <laughs> and interestingly, that was a reshoot. That was in pickup. That was not in the original movie. That's funny because it's it's one of the more brutal scenes. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and and what's interesting too is that that has been leveled as a critique because I don't think Gareth Edwards was involved in that. I think that was Tony Gilroy who did all the Bourne movies, wrote the Bourne movies. Okay, he wrote this movie, and then depending on what you read, he did the pickups, and this was supposed to be him. And people are like, "Well, the best part of the movie was Darth Vader, and that wasn't even Gareth Edwards, so he sucks." And 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 my point of view is I loved the Vader stuff at the end and I think it's some of the best Vader stuff ever. I don't think it's the best part of the film. No, I agree. And I think that but you know what the problem is? I think a lot of hardcore Star Wars people would tell you that is the best part of the film. And I think that if you are just a film lover and you genuinely start to sit down and rank Star Wars movies. That's why film people, not Star Wars people, would say Rogue One is a great movie. Last Jedi mm-hmm. is a great movie. And you're going to get pushback against people who read the books, who do mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. And they're saying, no, it's not because of this. When you're just somebody who loves movies and like that universe and you're not so connected to the web that is everything Star Wars, um, that you have this expectation like, no, uh, Luke Skywalker has to be this. No, James Bond has to drink this type of martini, you know, <laughs> but that's yeah. but, but it is, you know, you're taking like this yeah. is like a unique filmmaker's vision. And this is why I think filmmakers, you know, are probably very leery now of going into this universe after you heard what happened with the most recent trilogy, what happened to Gareth Edwards? You know, it's kind of like Johnson. It doesn't sound like anybody. It doesn't sound like anybody walked out of directing any of these films happy. Yeah. No, I don't think they did. I'm surprised JJ came back. I think in retrospect, thinking about it for this, he's one of those guys who I can't imagine he would ever come back now. 
based no. on because no. now I mean, if you're to believe, and I, I don't go reading these things, but if I listen to Keenan enough, <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? I, I think Probably. you're starting to hear that like he he had issues with the creative process for Rise of Skywalker. So I actually, you know, I am far from someone who likes in various cuts of things. And, you know, yeah. like I've been a the big Snyder cut. Yeah, I've been just because I don't think any cut of that movie will ever be good. But it sounds like <laughs> there was a lot that was cut from this that maybe would have given us. A You're better, talking about Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Okay. That would have given us a better understanding of some of the problems yeah. we had. Uh, I had a feeling this a would happen. Like I knew we were just all gonna love uh Rogue One and yeah. we were just gonna end up like bashing the rest of Star Wars. <laughs> and, and listen, I, I I show my kids all Star Wars. I like I I am not like gung-ho star wars person but i have great memories of star wars and i think i have really just come to this place and i think it was aster and if you listen to us and you're not listening to tim and keenan you should absolutely listen to tim and keenan oh thanks after listening to your guys rise of skywalker episode i think i had this moment where i had to come to the realization that i have to accept star wars for what it is as as just a lover of movies Mm. like there is you know the movies are what they are. And my students at school and I talk about movies a lot of times. And I said, you just kind of have to accept that this is a star Wars movie and I have to compartmentalize it in a different way than if I'm talking about a Stanley Kubrick movie or a Christopher Nolan movie, like it's star Wars. And I wish my expectations could be higher, but maybe I'm wrong in expecting something that is something more than a movie. Mm -hmm to be more than what that is. Maybe it's not going to ever be able to be more than that is. And that's why I like this movie so much because I think they let it be something different. And I like the different part about this. And I understand a lot of people who are star Wars people might not like the fact that it's different. They want, I don't know that anybody doesn't like this. I think this is highly regarded. Do you think it's it, it, like if we were to say, let's do this right now? Um, game if we of the were week? to rank, because no, 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 this is just a, a, a bonus game okay. here. <laughs> so, we've done now on this show, we have done four Star Wars movies. Okay. Okay. So, let's before we go into game of the week, let's rank these four Star Wars rank movies. These okay? four Star Wars movies. All right. Here we go. We've done Solo, mm-hmm. Rogue One, Last Jedi. And Phantom Menace. You know what's shocking? We have not done any of the original trilogy. This is super easy, by the way. It is, right? I mean, this is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, obviously, Phantom Menace is the worst. Solo is the next, is, is better. And then your taste could, I guess, move you one way or the other on Last Jedi or Rogue One. Unfortunately, Last Jedi is saddled with The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. So I. And, and I've already said, I, I go Last Jedi, then Rogue One for me. Okay. Uh, Phantom Menace worse, Solo. Uh, and Are you then, a Solo fan, Tim? What, I do what, like Solo. Yeah. I do like it a lot. I was surprised as to how much I liked it based on I you know heard about all the turmoil it went through. I'm still disappointed that Lord and Miller didn't get to finish that movie. Yeah. Ron Howard is a fine director. He's like the perfect just 
vanilla guy to come in well, here and just he's jj abrams senior as mm. i like to refer to him or jj okay. abrams is ron howard jr i think they're the same idea you always get a good movie but you're not going to get anything that's shocking or like uh compare it to a m- m- movie from this past year i think he directed four verse ford versus ferrari if i'm correct yeah. no that was um mangled Damn it. All right. Bad comparison. Well, regardless, Ford. Ford did, versus... Oh, he did um the other car racing one. What's the other car racing one? That was Ron. Cars four. No, 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 no. <laughs> Driven. Tim's right. It, Tim's right, though. It had uh, it came out this year, too. It was a car racing one. It was similar indie car stuff. Okay. Yes, car. Oh, it was the dog in the rain one? No, it was not. Dog. I, I but Tim, you know what I'm right. talking about. He do, yes, he did do a <laughs> auto racing one. It's this like a year. book club book. Anyway, this point is going to be bad, but. Ford versus Ferrari is essentially a dad movie. And that's what Ron Howard makes, even though he didn't do Ford versus Ferrari. But if you look at his films like Apollo 13, it's like it's a dad movie. It's like fair. It's just it's nice. It's nothing outstanding anyway. And and that's how I feel like solo. You know, I liked it. It's cool. Nothing outstanding. I'd like to see where they go with robotic Darth Maul. (laughs) I want to see. I want to see. That's going to be the solo or the the Obi-Wan. I want a mm. Disney Plus solo show. I've said that before. That I think is a would be a great spot for the solo cast to drop Just into. To end my ranking, like I want to say Last Jedi because there's parts of Last Jedi that I love so much yeah. compared to uh, Rogue One. Rogue One, there's nothing in it that I like love so much. There's certain shots that are beautiful, but there's certain ideas in Last Jedi that I just covet. I love them so dearly. But then there's Canto Bite in yes. that movie that is just so horrific and is such a big downfall in that movie. So the highs, the ceiling is way higher. The floor is way lower in Last Jedi. So it's tough to compare yeah. that with Rogue One. I'll put them on a par, but go ahead. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Phantom Menace is a pile of shit. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then Solo is good, is solid, fun to watch. And then I'm kind of a toss up. I think day to day I might switch between Last Jedi and Rogue One. Phantom Menace might be the in worst, the worst three movies we've done on this podcast. Oh, I think so. <laughs> that is a fair point. Yeah, it, it's horrendous. what's the one you always reference? Monsters of Men oh, Mazes or... and Monsters. Mazes, Mazes and you, Monsters. Have you not watched Mazes and Monsters? <laughs> I have not. If you want to <laughs> see Tom the, Hanks at his best, uh, go listen. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it, Tom Hanks will not die from coronavirus because he's lived for 40 years having made mazes and monsters. So yeah, I oh know it's going to be okay. You really should do yourself a favor uh, <laughs> and watch mazes and monsters. And then when you're done with that, of course, watch chances are don't watch. Chances mm, are. Make sure you watch. Listen, this is a, a, a if you are quarantined in your home, and you need to feel good about yourself. And you can't and the get the nerve to kill yourself. And you want Watch, to. Chances are. Uh, all right. Time for game of the week. Here we go. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Hit the music. <laughs> Tim, you really got to get some of these unique sound drops incorporated into pop battle. Is that Keenan yeah, yelling or- bitch, by the way, in, in the bitch? In the- bitch. <laughs> time for some answers yeah that's um, that's what's his name from the sopranos right michael imperiali i think it does sound like it. yeah hey, time for right. some answers yeah 
Okay, um, so this uh, next few episodes, we're doing Disney-themed games of the week because we're doing Disney Plus movies. Um, so this week, we're playing Stay or Go. I'm going to give you film franchises that Disney owns. Okay. And is this a franchise that they should continue to make movies for or ditch this franchise immediately? Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Let's start out with Star Wars. Do we want more Star Wars movies? Mm. <laughs> I think overall, based on what we just said, there's enough lore there to be mine. There's enough yeah. interesting things in this world. We've seen Rogue One. We've seen Last Jedi. There, there's enough creative people in hollywood to give us new stuff that is very cool so i'll say stay yes i think it's yeah, tough I to, it's tough to say give us stay five years though <laughs> yeah, yeah it's gonna be heard. a long time now with coronavirus till we get our next movie that's, so that might be a good thing for star wars yes it could be i, I think i think even coronavirus aside jim was saying like look this last tri yeah. trilogy wasn't that great so give me five years yeah take a break readjust I, yeah. listen i genuinely like i was kind of bummed we went to disney we took the kids last year right before um the disney place opened mm. or the star wars, star thing wars. Opened in disney galaxy's thought, edge or whatever i thought that would have been cool and my kids love it. i i hope they do a good job with the next ones okay here we go uh do we want more uh or no more pirates of the caribbean movies did you just oh, say pirates no. of the caribbean caribbean yeah Sorry. i mean i i know there's some people say caribbean it, Sorry. not with pirates i always say caribbean um, definitely go for me yeah no why <laughs> why i didn't watch i didn't watch that? the last like wasn't there like that might, total? actually in our lead up to the show tim asked me what the next awful film franchise i watch because i've now no. watched five of the uh, don't worry we're coming up soon with my ranking of the police academy movies i'm oh, all boy. the way through police academy five assignment miami beach i might watch the pirates of the caribbean movies the first one which was enjoyable and the mm -hmm. rest which are painful um, streaming on disney plus by the way there wasn't the, I, the last one I watched was the one where Johnny Depp has like the acid trip with all the I don't on the even, beach with like yeah I don't even remember it's so weird. It's I so definitely weird. missed one the first I don't one even, is fun how many, the yeah first I don't even know how many they made how many of them are there uh, 22 3 <laughs> I, I Dead even, Men Tell No Tales 2017 didn't see that one I can yeah, tell you that first or Dead Man's Chest was 2006. At World's End that. was 2007. I saw the one that was, yeah, I think the 2006 one. That was after the original trilogy, and there was like a little gap. And I saw, I certainly didn't see the new one, though. Yeah, I'm not a big Johnny Depp fan, mm. as an aside, other than his work in 21 Jump Street, which uh, I think. The first, the, I think the first one is is a good movie, and it's fun. And he's pretty incredible in that first one. First one is good. Yeah. I was shocked at how good it was when yeah. I went to the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I think the third one is at world's end and that's 2007. And that yeah. one, I, that's the that one I remember. That might've been like one of the first times I walked out of the theater, like just ranting and raving, like <laughs> what the fuck was that piece of shit? <laughs> well, Hey, perfect segue into our next franchise. Oh boy. Indiana Jones. Do you want more or less Indiana Jones after that shit show that was the fourth one? 
Well, aren't we getting one? We're, we're definitely getting one. Should right. we be getting one, though? I'll say go. Uh, yeah, th- I'm torn on this one because I do love the original three. Problems and all. I love it. I kind of want a palate cleanser from from the fourth one i kind of even even if it's just mediocre i kind of want something to go okay let's be done on that i have not watched that fourth one oh i haven't seen it since the theater so i i i i I own it i bought it on why well because i just because i just used to buy movies you can't just buy movies like well king steals them you buy them yes (laughs) to be fair i purchased them i am not going to federal prison for crimes committed yeah. federal pound to be in the ass prison yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i don't think i i bought it and i've never watched it so oh i have God. like the physical media and i've never watched it i don't know if i want to to uh, further explain my go on that there's other franchises have lore to mine this does not yeah, it is one character it's it's had its run it's done like you can tell this story in like a different fashion without indiana jones we saw it in National Treasure. It was essentially a similar movie. I don't uh, need any more Indiana Jones. Yeah, don't it's tough. Dare compare National Treasure to Indiana Jones? I'm hey, I'm not saying or they're the same movie. Sahara, Brian. <laughs> oh, Sahara. It's good. Rest is a fun movie. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh, okay, one more finally, because uh, I think we'll all agree on this one, and then we're going to five questions. How about Avatar? No. Does anybody want to see a new Avatar movie? No. Nope. Another one. I see. I saw Avatar one time. I've never seen it again. The it's most, on Disney Plus. Still haven't watched it. The most I keep overrated to, movie I, ever made. Maybe I keep trying to like come up with ways. I'm like, maybe we should have this on our show. No. And I'm like, nah, not really interested. Like, all right. Don't don't want to talk about it. All right. Five, five questions. questions. You want answers? Go. You want answers? I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? <laughs> What the fuck is the internet? Why? Why? Uh, what the fuck is the internet will always make me laugh. Every time. Every time. Every I like time. the Lebowski quote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Mad. Five questions this week. Tim is answering. Uh, this is a bit of a bone of contention on the com major show. Oh, uh, boy. Thumbs up this or is- thumbs down the Mandalorian. Oh, thumbs up for sure. Stop this. No, time out. This is not a bone of contention. I like the Mandalorian. Jim does not like the Mandalorian. I do not like the middle four episodes. Jim is a Mandalorian hater. The first two episodes and the last two, I think, are excellent. And give me more of that. But don't don't give me more of rewritten Firefly in the middle. Okay. There are some fair about the last happy. two episodes are so good. Oh, Incredible. I am happy to report that uh, photography on Mandalorian season two finished before coronavirus. Woo. That is not going to be affected by this. That should be coming out. Um, here's a question for you. This is our or question. Is Rogue One a prequel to New Hope or a sequel to Revenge of the Sith? Oh, stupid prequel for sure. I mean, the way it that's like the last point of the Vader scene that I didn't say that that's what I took away from that was how soon that movie was taking place before episode four. 
like the 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 ship releases with Princess Leia, and that's like essentially the beginning of Episode Four. Yeah, I know. I thought they should just reuse the shot there. Hey, question: Have, have you guys ever had a problem with this? I've always had an issue with. I don't think there's enough. They wrote Luke too young, and that causes issues in the prequel. Like, what's he supposed to be? Eighteen. Like, it seems like a lot's going on in between that time period. Like, Obi-Wan gets a lot older. Like, I, mm. I've just always had an issue of how long that is. They'd be like, you know, even Cassian Endor in this movie is like, I've been involved in this, uh, this rebellion since I was six. But the rebellion only started like, he, he's a guy in his 40s. Like, I don't feel like it matches up. Yeah. Hence, one of my problems with prequels. Uh, okay, here we go. Fill in the blank question, Tim. Who is an actor or actress you would like to see brought back to life and used in a film via CGI like we see in this film? Ooh. Do you have a favorite wow. actor you'd love to see plugged in? By the way, there is a movie currently being financed right now where they want to do all former actors who have been dead and make a whole movie out of it. Jesus like, Christ. They're talking about like Humphrey Bogart bringing back like Marilyn Monroe and doing a whole movie in that way. Is there anybody who, who is not around anymore you would like to see worked into a film? I'm trying to think of people that I think died too young and like I think of Chris Farley, but that's a, that's a bad answer. Uh, I'll say Bill Paxton, actually. Oh, love Bill Paxton. Game over, like, man. He, he's such he was kind of underrated. Like when you actually look at his filmography, he's he's done a lot of good stuff. He was, he was just I can't remember what I was watching the other day and he was in it. Weird was science. Like, Chet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is great as Chet and weird science. Uh, all right. Question four, our favorite question. Tim, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Mm. I mean, I, I, I want to go original trilogy. And uh, I, f- I feel like it's got to be Luke Skywalker. And that's just like the kid in me. All right. Hey, that's fair. And finally, our deep thoughts question. I have two ideas for a standalone Star Wars film. Uh, which should I write a screenplay for? One is a Spinal Tap-esque film starring the Cantina Band from A New Hope. Oh. Or should I do a Fast and the Furious style film with the pod racers from Phantom Menace? Oh, the latter. As much as I like Spinal Tap, like, give me big budget ridiculousness with those pods in that race. Like, I know, I know, I know people shit all over uh, Phantom Menace. I still stand strong that I like the pod race. I thought it was pod race is actually kind of fun. It is fun. The kid's an idiot, but other than that, the the announcing thing is true. It was kind of reminded me of ooh, um, ooh, ooh. Uh, Better Off Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes down to this. Uh, Keenan and I will start work on that screenplay immediately. Fast and the Furious pod racers. Be all right. Ready to drop soon. Uh, Tim, where can we find Pop Addled? And what, what do you guys have upcoming that I, I already know what you have upcoming and I'm so excited about it. One, let us know. So our most recent episode, we did a top five white whale TV shows, which is with your wife. And it was fantastic. Thank you. But yeah, it was like TV shows that we know are good. We just have for some reason never gotten around to watching them. Uh, Like, for example, Mad Men was on my list. Uh, But yeah, you can reach us on Facebook.com slash pop addled. We're on the Twitter machine at pop addled. That's the one I monitor. Uh, We're on Instagram. 
You can email us, popaddle at gmail.com. We're on all of the streaming services, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, all of the things pretty much. Um, and then our most, or we'll be recording tomorrow night and we're doing uh, Mission Impossible with our friends yes. from Doom Thugs. Uh, our friends from Doom Thugs, we've been going through like franchises of movies. So we've done the, all of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, God. That's like. You. That's like Police Academy for you there, Brian. <laughs> I think um, I picked Police Academy because they're all only like 80 minutes long. Good point. Actually, the Resident Evil movies aren't very long either. But uh, okay, there you go. We did the Terminator movies. We most recently did the Die Hard movies. And now we're going to go on to Mission Impossible, which is Usually your... your best choice yep. by far. You can yep. watch all of them and you'll be happy. Uh, wonderful. Yes, please make sure you go. Uh, listen, Jim and I have been on a couple of times, so yep. there's tons of great episodes uh, available there. And Tim will be back soon uh, with Keenan, and we're going to venture in, in much to Jim's disgust. Keenan's going to be riding on Tim's back like, like gonna, Yoda, a little backpack. We are going to venture into the world of James Bond God one time. It. Only one time. There will only be one James Bond film probably ever on this podcast, uh, and that will be that. Uh, make sure for us, just like Pop Addled, once you start listening to them, that you like, share, and subscribe and yes, write reviews, especially now. Uh, people are, you know, life's getting a little crazy. Uh, podcast might be a, a nice social distancing thing to do mm -hmm. uh, in the podcast world. We love it. Jim, what are we up to in our huge uh, hall of advertising? Uh, oh, share with the last time I checked, we were at $2.38, which is really um can't amazing. even be split three ways for a dollar yet so let's, yeah, let's keep amazing. that rolling we'll just keep rolling with your help we'll get the three dollars by christmas yes where's the cha-ching noise on your soundboard oh, yeah, oh, we, we got, got nothing that. we gotta add that we'll make sure we'll put some eddie money yeah, uh, we'll drops in the there. Money. uh <laughs> next week uh, Katie will be back. Katie was actually sequestered from the room because she finds Tim's voice to be so alluring. Jim did yeah. not allow her on. I could not the show, allow right? it. He could not allow it. She already it. commented. I don't know what she's doing. I told her to come in, but she said, she can we talk about Tim's voice in the comments? She is so in love with Tim's voice. She was not yeah. even allowed on the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, Next week, we're doing a little film called Sister Act. And might I just add, if you are quarantined, uh, film suggestion, let's all go get on Netflix and watch a little film called Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, hell yeah. Kevin Costner, Flowing Mullet, Christian Slater, Morgan Freeman, Alan Rickman. I mean, I hated that movie when it came out. Of course you did, because you're no fun. I'll never forget when that came out. you twit, it'll hurt more. Yes, you're no fun. Of course you didn't like. I, I was hanging out with my buddy, Chris Beamer, and his dad was going to take us to a movie, and he wanted to go see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and yeah. we were probably even too young to see it at the time, and we voted to go see Problem Child 2. Oh, <laughs> God. He was his father was so unhappy with us. I'm sure he was. So go watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, listen to Pop Addled, especially their new Mission Impossible episode, which will be dropping on Tuesday. Thank you. And they're very good about that. And we will. Tim, we will see you soon. We are uh -oh. thrilled to finally have you on. Oh, wait, there's Katie. I just I have a few things that I'm going to need Tim to pre-record for me. Oh, uh, yes. Just going to make it a little bit awkward it's fine whatever okay, you I'll need sitting in the other room yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay
That is all right. This is where you run the music, Jim. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, we don't have, oh yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.